0: to season four episode four of the people's project today joined by some good guests emily from voice for victoria welcome to the show thank you and josh from the looking glass yes howdy how to think deeply uh this week damien curie is not able to join us because we are in the world's most fantastic groundhog day again (laughs) 4.0 all right before we get started let me just tell you what you're in for this episode we're going to talk about obviously the lockdown in a moment and how wonderful it is uh, and how the media is asleep at the wheel, reporting on it. Uh, we're going to talk about the Wuhan China virus. That's right. I, I, I did a Trump. I said Wuhan China virus because we're allowed to do that now because Facebook, the Ministry of Truth, said we could. And there's a very good reason to call it the Wuhan China virus. And finally, we're going to look at media and how uh, you shouldn't really trust it at all, really, with the Sinclair uh, scandal. So how
1: are you? What's going on? You happy? I'm a bit under the weather. Yeah, because well, you've got the Rona. I've got Rona plus two. <laughs>
2: Oh, you got that nasty super bug?
1: Yeah, I've got the. uh, I'm joking, everybody. Okay. Well, you wouldn't know because I've got the super, super, super virulent thing that comes out of India. Yeah, he didn't make as big a deal out of it, did he? What do you mean? Oh, in Victoria, in the press conference. Yeah, he didn't talk about hyperspeed. Yes, they did. They mentioned. He didn't say hyper. He He didn't
2: say hyperspeed. That hyper is reserved for. Dan's vocabulary along with a number of other non-scientific adjectives Um, but they did turn around and say that it was moving at you know unknown speeds of one day transmission and of course that got ripped apart on Twitter within about 24 hours by scientists going okay that's um, unheard of but anyway.
0: Anthropomorphizing this virus. I love mm, it. mm. We should officially start this segment. Let's talk about (laughs) the glorious lockdown 4.0 Welcome to Lockdown 4.0, Melbourne. I'm loving
2: it. Oh, everyone loves a lockdown, don't they? Um, I think this is really interesting because I was wrong.
0: What do you mean wrong? Like,
2: really wrong. Everyone asked me, they said, you know, do you think they'll do a lockdown? And on the basis of all common sense, no. Like, our budget is trashed. Uh, they have already maxed out the credit card. They don't have the ability to pay for it, which we're seeing in their hesitancy to offer up compensation to literally anyone. Um, so and why,
0: are they doing, why have they done it then? Because most likely they wouldn't have done it. And you're saying this is surprising you.
2: So it's surprising me for the same way the five-day snap lockdown for the tennis happened. Yeah. I said it would be political suicide to do a snap lockdown and allow the tennis to run. And they they won't. They wouldn't do that. And they did do it. And I was at least right on that one because it was political suicide. Yeah. They had more of the public turn against them That's in true. a five-day period than almost anything I've ever seen. I, it was absolutely unbelievable. I think I went up over 2,000 followers in less than a week. Mm. People were furious. And I think that that really demonstrated a lot of the issues in the sense that this has been completely politicised. Mm. This is why I think politicians should be nowhere near this. I mean, let's be honest, politicians should normally be nowhere near a crisis anyway. Um, and what we've kind of seen here with them doing this is pandering to that narrative that it's nothing or a smash lockdown. Mm. And that's... that's it's, it's that old expression when all you have is... Um,
0: Ah, The uh, The the man with a hammer
2: sees everything
0: everything's (laughs) a nail.
2: Everything's a nail. And conveniently, when they use that hammer, they keep forgetting about the costs. The cost to society, um, in so, so many respects. I mean, even getting elective surgery delayed again. Mm -hmm. Medical appointments that people have waited Mm. months for. Specialist appointments all shut down.
0: Well, you and I have had a particular exposure to this because our inboxes are flooded with mums parents, school kids saying, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do.
2: The children thing in particular for me is disgusting. Mm -hmm. And Molino got grilled in the Public Accounts and Estimates Committee last night. So there was a period where he was getting um, grilled on that. So that's basically like a government committee that audits government spending. Mm. And in this, obviously, the lockdown kept coming up. Interestingly, Palace in that leaked the seven-day lockdown before the presser. What? What? Yeah, what? he turned around and said it was going to be seven days and Richard Reardon fucking tweeted it before Melina had done the presser.
1: And oh. this Was, was an on a- purpose?
2: No, no, it was an accident. Oh. No, one of the other MPs got it out of him. Oh. Um, but, you know, an hour I before that, that, Richard Willingham had tweeted it saying they've decided on seven days and I was on Twitter going, why is this coming out of everywhere but a presser? Yeah. Like, okay, I can't swear, can I?
0: You already have, but please don't, because you're putting work on the editor to...
2: Okay, cool. Is... But, like, fuck quarantine or anything else like that. They can't even organise an announcement.
1: Do you think... It's better if you don't, sir, because we've okay. got to find every swear in and beep it out.
2: All right, I'll stop now. i oh,
1: get stuff. No, it's okay. <laughs> you can say stuff. <laughs> no,
2: it's all right. I need to... Um,
1: do you think that that's... Uh, like, that, mm. that seems indicative of the attitude of the population in Victoria. No one gives a rip anymore.
2: But this is the thing, you, populist politics is such to blame for this. Like We have such weak populist leaders mm-hmm. um, and the people advising them are the ones that are either getting paychecks cut by them or there's funding links or like there's some level of kind of conflict of interest. And the whole point is we have seen this in endless psychological experiments over history, the Milgram experiment, all mm-hmm. sorts of things like that. People's behaviour when they are scared or feel yeah. enabled can be reprehensible. Yep. The whole point of having people in charge of that is they're meant to be above the emotional aspect. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be pandering.
1: Or, or, or inflaming it. That's or inflaming right this. Yeah, like manipulating it,
2: yeah. 100%. But this is what populist politics does. It takes that, that emotion in the masses and it makes it hyper and it makes it... Emotional and gaslighting, mm. and and you know you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. What do you mean doing the right thing? Gaslighting—that's
1: we... a—that's a good uh, good point.
2: How are we meant to control the actions of other people, but we're being punished for the so-called actions of other people? That alone is disgraceful. Yeah,
0: I, I praised Molino initially, uh, not for this announcement, for. Some announcement, because he wasn't gaslighting like Dan was.
2: Not to that extent. A little bit. But.
0: However, yeah, the press yesterday when he announced announced lockdown, he did rely on Dan's MO to mm. try and get his message across, which unfortunately I have to retract my praise for Well, I'm for sure James he doesn't William. write his own speeches. Yeah, but you could see him relying on the same old yeah. tropes.
2: When they do presses, across. it's a little bit more off the cuff than people yeah. kind of realise. They don't script them too much.
1: But you'd have some, you'd have some buzzwords that you needed to mix in.
2: Oh, 100%. They, they do like media strategy for mm-hmm. sure. And I think, you know, there are a significant number of people in politics who could benefit from some media training, listening to them speak in parliament. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's, this is the angle we want to go for. And they're also indoctrinated in how the party works and their mm-hmm. language and things like that. You listen to them speak in parliament, same words, same phrases, same things. Like it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of a media package. They're just little little parrots
0: well let's bring some real stats to it then instead of what they've been trying to spin to us which is it's all crisis and hell and fear and brimstone there are 34 active cases last time i checked
2: oh yes we're probably missing a presser right now to be honest
0: mm. there's two thousand five hundred contact traces in in victoria but they've been putting out a call for the school of population whatever right to get more contact traces.
2: so this is actually what happened during the last five day lockdown so i did a post on this um what happened was they announced the SNAP lockdown and when they announced it though, that was the day that they were calling out to other departments no. to say, do you have staff that can come and move mm. across to DHHS briefly, it was, I think it was still DHHS at the time, um, to help with contact tracing. And so what people don't know is that that Saturday, the second day the lockdown began, I think it was the second day because it started on Friday again, mm. um, they had a couple of dozen staff come from other departments to all come mm. in and help help catch it up. So I'm a little bit sus that we actually had two and a half thousand ready to go because okay. what they do is let those staff they're all contractors or they've been pulled from other departments. So they mm. let them go when there's no uh, cases because yeah. what are you gonna do? Because on to comment.
0: Well it's Victoria, they just sit around and earn money. That's what I thought they're doing. But you're okay, so they go back <laughs> to their their jobs.
2: So they, they would, you know, disperse that. And that's where things like the students and things like that come in because they need that administrative manpower um, to suddenly, you know, fill that fill that gap. And this is, I think, it's interesting having discussions about the difference between Victoria and New South Wales because New South Wales has invested in its health infrastructure a lot more and a yeah. lot more consistently um, over the last sort of 10 years. So they were kind of in a better position originally, mm-hmm. whereas our Department of Health and Human Services was notoriously broken. Mm-hmm. It was a horrible mess. And so we kind of went in badly, and there is no escaping this from the Labor perspective. Dan has been Premier for two terms, and he was the health minister before that. Mm-hmm. If the health system yeah. is broken...
1: I wonder whose fault that is. And this is what I think no one has really talked about, is we had a the asthma storm.
2: Oh, that sucked.
1: That. Uh, highlighted the weakness in our emergency system.
2: That's a good point, actually. And
1: no one talks about that. They should have been building capacity into the emergency ICU system because of that event. They didn't. Now we have a respiratory emergency. um, And in this budget, I, you know, maybe I'm missing something, but they're not they're not drastically expanding the, the emergency capabilities of our hospitals and addressing the response time of our ambulances.
2: Actually, just as an aside to this, uh, someone made a very good point in PAC yesterday. I think it was Danny O'Brien, uh, who's in NAT. He was pointing out that in their mental health plan and things like that, he goes, Where's the staff coming from? Like, mm. where's, where's, where's the plan behind this to actually run it? Like you're like, oh we're gonna. So to are throw- you saying
1: wages aren't accounted for?
2: Well, it's more about where are the people going yeah, to come okay. from to run it. So yep. if you're gonna say throw a uh, million dollars at counselling services, mm-hmm. where are the counsellors? Where are the counsellors?
0: Oh, okay. It's just like saying we're gonna have a hundred thousand more police tomorrow. There's not a hundred thousand
1: exactly. So in other words, you know, if there were a hundred thousand counsellors out there to say we're gonna expand it by a hundred thousand. There they are. Yeah. Mm. But, but Victoria have been on a campaign over the last at least uh, six years to import, uh, I'll call it Labor voters, from outside of Victoria. <laughs> they DHS especially went on a big drive to get to import workers for their um, community services, the NDIS yeah. staff, all that yeah. other stuff. I was down at a cafe Uh, before lockdown, obviously, and I saw an NDIS person, staff person, taking out a disabled person. The disabled person had no water, no coffee, no nothing. The hipster uh, uh, NDIS worker had, you know, banana bread and a coffee and was sitting there on his phone. And I took photos and I said, look, this is NDIS uh, helping the disabled get neglected by a whole new generation of hipsters. Oh, I
0: love it. I love it.
1: Uh, you know the I had Tim Quilty in that chair
0: yesterday, and he we raised a good point that these cases we're talking about here are not actually cases. So I've interviewed professors of medical statistics. These are infections. Mm. Cases oh. are when there's a, an associated medical event and medical attention. Yeah. So as far as I'm,
1: I hear there's one person in ICU That's in right. Victoria who's yeah. right. over the age of seventy. I didn't know that. Yep, they okay. announced
2: it in the press yesterday. Oh, they did
1: announce it? Yes, yeah.
2: they did. It was an elderly person over the age of 70. Okay.
0: So the other 33, well, 34 if we count you with Rona, uh, <laughs> they they are, uh, in fact, not even actual cases. They are infections, which means you've got a positive test
1: result. You could be sitting at home going... but this Technically is speaking, a
2: positive test result isn't necessarily an infection. It just means True. that you have...
1: You okay, have certain it. DNA structures in your nose hairs.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but this <laughs> is the PCR, spin that we've yeah. seen the whole time. They spin yeah. the words and they spin the numbers yeah. and they, they try and maximise the amount of imperative to do something. Mm. I mean, you were talking about uh, being surprised that they were did a snap lockdown, whereas what I'm seeing, especially in Canada... Um,
2: oh, they've lost the plot. Oh,
1: absolutely, they've lost the plot in Canada. Um, but especially in Canada, there's only one playbook. It's lockdown. And mm. if they don't do it, it seems like they're betraying the world team that is trying to legitimise everybody else. So, this,
2: oh, yeah. I was going to say two things. This is how policy works. Policy is written off what other people have done and do we do the same things? And this is why yeah. I think politics should be nowhere near this because they don't want to be seen to be doing something different, especially not in the populist era. Now, what is interesting is it came out about six months ago, and I have the article for this, is... The first place to ever do a harsh lockdown was Italy. Yes, now, that's Now, right. everyone assumed this was on medical advice. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. So they basically did their equivalent of an FOI. They foi would the advice given to, I believe his term is Prime Minister over there as well, of Italy. Uh, and at no point in that advice did it say to lock people in their house, to shut parks, to mm. shut churches. That was made up politically it was completely made up politically if you look at pandemic planning mm-hmm. papers including ours the yeah. idea that australia or victoria or even the world doesn't have one is possibly one of the most ridiculous theories i've ever i heard. have
0: ours printed out over there in blue from the oh. it doesn't mention lockdowns at all no, no
2: it doesn't because they are such a blunt measure tool and as a as a concept in policy good policy making balances the needs of society as a whole Mm. and has minimal impact on the function of society. And we're seeing the consequences of what happens when politicians don't take that seriously. Mm. We are seeing it in the incredible mental health crisis in children. Mm -hmm. We are seeing it in the incredible medical um, backlog that we're facing in the hospitals now from delayed care. Mm -hmm. You know, months and months of appointments missed, um, particularly the elderly I don't think a lot of people realise this. When lockdowns happen, or when we're in restrictions, they can't go to appointments like heart checks, Mm. scans, Mm. things like that, because if they leave the aged care facility, they have to go into isolation for two weeks. So the choice for either the elderly person or their family becomes, do I delay it, or do I get my family tested for, you know, serious life-threatening disease like heart disease? So this is actually something that happened to... (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. Sorry.
0: Get tested, bro. (laughs) Um,
2: This is actually something that happened to a family friend of mine, a very, very old family friend, and they got faced with that choice and they delayed their father getting necessary heart tests because they couldn't stand the idea of what it would do to him psychologically to be locked in a room without human contact for two weeks.
0: It's not just government, though, guys. Everyone's getting on board. I want to tell you about AFL. AFL said that they're moving their game to Sydney... Because, this is before the lockdown, This oh. responds to Victoria's escalated, escalating COVID-19 crisis. It's this sort of language and framing that we're in a crisis.
2: Mm. But this is also like what you said where you're looking at going back to Sydney because
0: yeah. Victoria
2: just sh- wets the bed. You are about
0: to swear. I was about to swear, <clears throat> but I
2: stopped myself.
0: Look, it's, it's, it's them, it's business, and it's the mainstream media too. So did you know... That the ABC came out, of course, but the ABC in Melbourne came out to justify the lockdown that James Milano announced.
2: ABC justifying something Labor's doing? Don't say so.
0: The way they did it is by comparing the Victorian outbreak to the Northern Beaches outbreak in Sydney.
2: Oh, if that was the same, why are we in stage bloody three lockdown?
0: Yeah, and because because that didn't shut down the whole of Sydney let alone the whole damn state. Anyway, watch this clip with the ABC where he compares it and he shows in it that the Northern Beaches crisis was more severe than our crisis. And then he says, look, this is why they've had to shut down Victoria.
3: Well, let me just show you um, the most recent sort of larger outbreak that we saw in another state. That's New South Wales, the, the Northern Beaches outbreak, which started with just a small number on one day, very quickly blew out to 20 or more for a few days remember that was a, a really large super spreading event a concert at a uh, in the northern beaches of sydney which really spread that through much of the northern beaches but they did come back under control not without some mystery cases not without new clusters being uh, created but the numbers did come back down again hopefully we see that kind of thing again in victoria and let me just put the two the new south wales and the victorian one on the same chart for you and you can see the numbers we're seeing in victoria right now still smaller than what we've seen through the cross, uh, through the, the Northern Beaches outbreak in New South Wales. So that uh, still, you know, um, a, a grip. Things have not spiralled out of control super quickly, but you can see why the government's gone to make the decision it has. <laughs> well, let me just show you <laughs> the most recent sort of <laughs> What, you don't, you don't. Cool. Did you
1: see after the red line went on? Yeah. It's almost like he knew. <laughs> well, like he went, oh yeah, yeah. You this, can see why, why they made the decision. Are like each other. <laughs> you can see the exact
2: opposite of why they made the decision. We absolutely wet the bed. They're turning around, saying New, New South Wales had, you know, more double, than d- more, more than double, more than double, yeah. mystery, yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah. No, didn't panic, nope. didn't wet the bed, and he goes, Locked you can a see few You can you can see why they made. Th- you can see the exact opposite.
0: Yeah, like yeah.
2: what? What was that?
0: What was that? And indeed. the
2: worst part hmm. is that people will look at that and go, "Yeah, I see why they did that."
0: Shocking. Uh,
2: unbelievable, and it's it's so interesting. I was I was chatting with someone uh, the other day, and they were telling me a story about speaking to someone who just between New South Wales and Victoria, they were Victorian and just couldn't comprehend how New South Wales dealt with it without a lockdown. Mm. Like to them, it yeah. was, no, have we, to ha- lock we have to lock down, but it's, and it's that thing where now the public, because these weak populist leaders handed to this sort of thing, they love it, particularly the left who are very much like, we'll get all in your life and run yeah. everything and whatnot. Um, we have this hammer, get used to this hammer. Yeah. This is we what- We know what to do. You know what to- oh,
0: We've got oh, through yeah. this before. It's not just them, it's church leaders, it's businesses, it's NGOs, everywhere it's on LinkedIn, everywhere they're all using the same language as the government and they're
1: normalising lockdowns. But if you think of how bureaucratic structures work, they they toe the line because this level is scared of that level and that level is scared of that level and that level is scared of that level and so on. So in other words, you get this 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 almost uh, du- uh duality in what's being said publicly but what's being done privately so you had lots of photos of of um certain people sort of out walking without masks mm. even though they had a press conference mm. saying that everyone needs to wear masks mm-hmm. there's this this there's a vast chasm between what is being said in the media and what people are actually doing
2: mm. oh the lack of Connect between realistic human behavior and what they're doing. Like getting up and saying, you know, well, we need every single person to do the right thing. What a stupid thing to say. Mm. No one with a brain in policy would think for a second that you can micromanage millions of pieces of human behavior. What an absolutely stupid concept. And to imply that that is in any way realistic, in any way rational, and this is where you get the community turning on each other mm-hmm. because it's it's someone's yep. doing the wrong thing. Happened so, to me yesterday, yeah. Yeah, someone someone is doing the wrong thing, and you're all getting punished for yep. it. What kind of a leader? I know what them- kind of
0: a leader. Yeah. yeah,
2: Dan Andrews. This has been
0: happening <laughs> for, for ages. I'm thinking in 1942. Yeah, well, hey. And even 1945 hey, into 1992 on. when the Stasi was disbanded. The Stasi was the secret police long after Hitler was gone. Mm. For but this
1: years. was a major aspect of the um, Stalin's communist yeah. uh, regime. Getting get to report on each other and yeah. police mm. each other. Yeah. It's a culture thing.
2: And, and to have society turn on one another like that, I think, you know, and I've said this quite a bit, um... When you have a situation, how you manage that situation is individualistic. The same thing can happen to multiple people and they'll deal yeah. with it differently. Now, instead of saying the obvious of here is the at risk, yeah. it's very obvious, blah blah blah. Dan got up and lied, said this affects yeah. everyone equally. This is why So
0: not true?
2: Oh, it's literally not true. Like they some of our medical staff have admitted under oath they know that it only affects the elderly.
0: Mm. So So does the popular to be fair, everyone watching knows that their six year old is not at the same risk as their eighty-year-old grandmother of COVID death. Yeah. We know this. We
2: know this. And this is why I think a lot of people really kind of started tuning out today and going, This doesn't discriminate, and everyone's going, Ah, oh, have you looked at your own statistics? Yeah, like
0: mega discriminates.
2: Mega. And it's it's interesting, rather than turning around and saying, We know. Who's at risk? We can work together as a community to do this and keep these people running and happy and these people safe. Mm -hmm. It was everyone needs to do exactly what we say or you're doing the wrong thing and if you do the wrong thing, people will die. It was horrifically negative. It was intentionally divisive and we are seeing that snowball in society's behaviour. Emptying supermarkets, doing things like that. I don't trust you. I don't like you. You could make me sick. You could do this. If we don't all do the right thing, everyone will get punished. Like this is abuse.
0: It is. And this is why now, if someone came up to me and screamed at me in the supermarket for not wearing a mask and they said, look, I'm 80 years old, you know, I've got a condition. I would, you know, you might, you know, I'm at risk. I would be like, Good point. Sorry, like, I'll step back from you. I'll <laughs> not be around you. Fine. But that's not who who accosts me. You know, accost, who, you know who yelled at me when I was walking next to a Victoria police officer on the trails outside while I was drinking he was eating? 30s. Young, 25, 30-year-old woman, activewear, mm-hmm. screaming. I said, this is a VIP." No. said so that...
2: You think that's good. I've got a good story. Someone, a, fr- a friend of a friend, who is a police officer, was drinking a coffee and walking down the street without a mask on. This was back in sort of stage four. Someone came up and tried to publicly berate him. and say was he was drinking put, coffee. Well, yeah, he had a coffee in his in hand, standing. but his mask was down. Yeah. He wasn't necessarily drinking at the time. And she was having a go at him, telling him to, you know, pull his mask up and do sort of thing. Wasn't near anyone else in the middle of a street. And she just kept going and going. And he eventually said, I'm a cop. I enforce this. I know what the rules are. And she just paled and walked away.
0: When I was with my cop same deal happened and they discovered cops. doesn't matter they were screaming doesn't matter you should be setting an example you know mine were more unhinged than yours people
2: have lo- uh, people have just lost it
1: there's definitely a demographic that do this have you noticed
2: the entitled one
1: well yeah but they seem to be age and forgive present company forgive me but they seem to be female that's true they seem to be in uh, post 25 pre, say, 38, Yep, and 10, they 5, probably 40. have small kids.
2: Interestingly, most of the ones that have- no,
1: I've found them to be childless.
2: Yeah. I've actually mostly been abused by men.
1: Really? Wow, I mm-hmm. oh, bet you are a woman, i s- a man. Like in general or just-
2: No, no, in <laughs> regards to the mask thing. In regards to the masking So personal, <laughs> so quick. <laughs> No, in regards to the mask thing, um, rude, Don't you comments. wear a mask? Pardon? Don't you wear your mask? No, I actually have a genuine respiratory condition. You're not
0: allowed here. How dare you? You you anti-masker. Do you hey. Want,
1: do
2: you want to know where my respiratory condition comes from? No, no, that's private. It was, well, it is, but it was a long-term issue from the flu 10 years ago.
1: Oh, Really? Mm. You had uh, the flu 10 years ago and you had ongoing issues afterwards. I got pneumonia. Oh. Well, pneumonia
4: uh,
0: you know what, guys, no. we need to calm down because okay. at least ScoMo has our back, right? Because, at, he's smirking at me. At least he's standing up to the rhetoric of our governments, and like Gladys has been saying, "Hey, I'm worried about what the Victorian government might do to the Victorian people," and she was right. Here we are. Skirmo also similarly is uh, is standing up for us. Have a look at this. The next seven days in Victoria will be very challenging, and of course uh, we are very mindful of the distress and the uh, difficulty that this will impose upon people right across Victoria as a result of what is being described rightly, I think, by the Acting Premier as a circuit-breaking lockdown, a circuit-breaking lockdown, and a lockdown for seven days that hopefully won't go as long as that. I want to commend the Victorian Government and the Acting Premier um, for their efforts uh, over recent days in particular. So there the you go.
1: Seven...
0: He's, uh, he's got our back, does not he? It's just it's so, so annoying, annoying because...
1: Okay, in America, and we'll talk about this later, you've got politicians that are coming out in, and they're, they're saying things that make more sense. Mm. I won't say necessarily that they're true because we don't know if they're true or not. But in Australia, you seem to have this uh, just inert push towards mm-hmm. supporting everybody, mm-hmm. even if, I, I bet you, ScoMo has lots of problems Of course, with what was go- what's going on in of Victoria.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, that's why they stopped JobKeeper.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but he can't he can't express it.
1: No. But Bound uh, Glass can. Not? Not. She did. So what is happening in Australia? Because, I mean, back when Kevin Rudd and the flip-flop between Kevin Rudd and Julia Gillard, they were talking about the faceless men, yes. you know? Yeah. And it's not really a conspiracy theory. Like what you were saying before, the people who fund uh, tend to have their... are the ultimate controllers of the party, mm. I'd yeah. say. Yeah. So why, then, do we have this weird sort of buddy-buddy relationship between different parties in Australia that primarily hate each other, really. That's true.
2: So, I will say this again, weak, populist politics.
0: Like Scott Morrison.
2: Like Scott Morrison, who you could let air out of a balloon and it would have been worth more to the Victorian public than what he just said. It's
0: so true. All he said was, it's going to be tough, it is a circuit breaker,
1: and congratulations, Melina. What does circuit breaker even mean?
2: Oh, my God, don't get me started on this shit. Like,
1: just the rubbish... Phrases that people use that mean absolutely nothing. Like, for instance, follow the science. What science? Where is magic science that I can follow it? Is it a balloon somewhere? What we're talking about is scientists. So where are the scientific studies from scientists... Um, justifying lockdown is even effective. They're under cabinet privilege. They are and currently that's under cabinet. Absolutely privilege. ridiculous. And David Limbrick is absolutely right to be livid and apoplectic about the fact that they're not being transparent and that they're, they're not they're not supplying justifying research to mm. do this stuff.
2: Well, it is also a breach of the state of emergency legislation, which was the point. Um, mm. Credit to the Liberal Party, are predominantly David Davis and Ed O'Donoghue, who are dog with a bone in this in vcat at the moment they are absolutely fighting um there was another um process that david has started to follow to get he's attempting to get the executive privilege decision independently reviewed which is a process that exists in new south wales so we spoke about this briefly last time uh the government is basically not coughing up the documents i found out so there is that but you're right you know this follow the science do this etc There is no science for masks outdoors. There's not even proof of outdoor transmission. What kind of performative circus media is this? And it is, it is performative. And this is something where, if someone would like to debate what I'm saying, show me literally anything you can find anywhere on the internet that supports masks
1: outdoors. I did find it. There are people that have collated proper research studies from between 2010 and 2018 on the effectiveness of masks.
2: No, no, but outdoors specifically.
1: Um, I'm sure some of them would have touched on that. I tried to share it to The Looking Glass. Facebook um, blocked it.
2: Oh, yes, Facebook doesn't like And
1: saying yet. it's not factually correct, I'm like, these are proper studies. They yeah. are facts.
2: Yeah, you'll get stuff blocked from medical journals if it just doesn't match.
1: This kind of effery, see? That's how
0: you swear, but All right. swear. This kind swear. Of, this kind of mucking around and, and misleading us around the place I think there's one reason for it. Uh, people say it's a conspiracy, whatever. No, no. I think the truth is that they say we're all in this together. I think this cartoon is more really what's going on. We've got a bunch of people on the SS fully employed, and that includes you know people whose jobs haven't haven't been affected. They're screaming at people like me who have lost money because of lockdowns, yeah. and I'm minor compared to some of these hospitality places. Uh, one guy messaged me this morning on LinkedIn. He told me about the amount of stock they had to throw out in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. hospitality. And he said, it's not just us. He said, when the lockdown comes off in seven days, there'll be a tail. Yep. There'll be four or five days where people won't come out of his house. He reckons he's, he's facing a 14-day lockdown. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he said, he, this effect will resonate through his supply chain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the people he buys the product from, they're all feeling the pain. Yep. And the people making the rules are on this boat telling us we're all in this together. Mm. Rubbish.
1: One of the, like, the thing that I've seen throughout the Victorian fiasco um, and extensive throughout what's going on in the rest of Australia and also what's going on in UK, Canada, and also attempted to happen in America, is this absolute kick in the nuts to the middle class, small business. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anyone has studied, um, you know, macroeconomics in a in a Austrian sense, mm. they know that the lifeblood of a free society economically is its small businesses, mm-hmm.
0: not big business. No, yet. not mm-hmm. big
1: business, because they the bigger you get, the wastage goes up. Yeah, there's a there's a sort of a relationship between uh, effectively spending money mm. and size. Mm. And so, and capture by the regu- regulatory exactly. capture. Yeah. And so, what I see over and over with the Victorian budget um, is this kick in the guts to, to small businesses who employ, you know, up to maybe 50 people.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just outrageous. Well,
0: this is a good segment because not only have we covered the lockdown, you have uh, healed from coronavirus. You're, you're over it. Yeah. Oh, then well done. <laughs> there might be another bit uh, coming later. We'll oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> Round two. All right, let's have a chat about the Wuhan China virus.
3: Unlike most mediums, this is a great way to unpack what you want to say, to put some substance behind it. I don't think there's many other forums where a
4: politician or anyone for that matter can actually say much beyond a soundbite.
0: But to actually have the opportunity to talk through issues, to give people an understanding of what your thinking is, and to just have that ability to to unpick everything, uh, that's what I find really positive about this experience. So I invite people to come on, would you recommend they accept that invitation? Yeah, I absolutely would, because I think that you, you might have your own views, which, you know, to some degree might colour what you think, but I don't think that you try to push them onto who you're interviewing. Mm. And in fact, you're happy to take a contrary view just for
1: the sake of exploring the issue more, more deeply.
0: I'm delighted to say the Wuhan China virus, because not only is that the most accurate way of describing, it, which we'll get to in a minute, we never used to be allowed to say it, I would have been called a racist, and certainly Donald Trump was at the time when he was calling it the Wuhan virus, but Facebook has now lifted its ban. We are allowed to talk about the fact that the virus may have come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan in China. And Facebook is um, it's just reverse course.
1: The social media giant had announced in February that it had expanded the list of false and misleading health claims. Facebook said it would remove any post which asserted that COVID-19 was man-made or manufactured. But this year, we've seen support increase for a fuller investigation into the origins of the deadly virus.
0: So the reason why this has happened is because the Wall Street Journal finally reported on it that in November 19, scientists from the Wuhan Institute of Virology was sick. This is November 19, before anything had happened. When December was when this whole thing started?
2: Yeah, January? so my my favourite theory is that there was a hyper-infectious virus released on the public in November, of which they detected it, but it was only, you know, eight weeks later, despite the fact that it was peak tourism season, most of our tourism comes from China, mm. and the Christmas travel period in December is literally the peak global travel period for the globe like it, it, mm. millions and millions of people transiting but it's all right our government caught the first case eight weeks later it's a fair bit of time. yeah i mean we're, we're in a lockdown from a week of spread but that's okay eight weeks where it could not possibly have gotten here before that
0: the, the lab leak hypothesis was considered fringe and thanks to the wall street journal now who are reporting mm-hmm. it uh, it's now no longer fringe. And this is the problem we have with Facebook being the Ministry of Truth.
1: Mm. Well, technically, they've given up that moniker to the Wall Street Journal because apparently the Wall Street Journal posts something, and that's true.
0: Yeah, but if the Wall Do Street, Street mean- Journal posts something against the Facebook narrative, they, they will <coughs> ban them because they did. They banned the New York Post, remember? Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's all it's all incestuous, and it seems it seems like it's contrived and managed. Mm. So what yeah. opinion are you allowed to have now? And that may change. Is different to what opinion you're allowed to have in a month or what you were allowed to have six months ago. Mm. Um, I have, I can't prove it, but I have a theory that the Victorian government was given prior knowledge of uh, COVID before it got released on the public. They did a massive uh, overhaul of their health and wellbeing um Legislation. Um...
2: Wasn't that in 2008, though? 10?
1: That was when it started, but they updated ah. regularly and it had fallen behind. And so I think it was 11 weeks or six weeks or something very close to when uh, worldwide it was public that come out that there was uh, an infection going around in, in China. Um, they did a massive overhaul of the Health and Wellbeing Act. Who was essential services? Who wasn't? You know, how they were going to manage. Um, this is news to us. Essentially, twice, isn't it? this. Yeah. I have to look into this. Right, I so. started unverified. doing that unverified. research last year. Yes, this is unverified. I don't have evidence. I was starting to do the research in about um, March last year, and then I just gave it up because I wasn't on this show. And I'm like, who's going to listen to me? <laughs>
0: So this, okay, now we have uh, evolutionary biologists like Brett Weinstein have been going on about this forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some others as well, which we'll talk about in, in a moment. Uh, but I am concerned that um, people are still going to hold on to their pre-existent belief. They've been fed that this is, this is rubbish theory, don't believe the lab leak hypothesis. Mm-hmm. But now the head of the CDC, former head of the CDC, Fauci has just started to put room in there. He said, maybe, I'm not sure that it came from a bat. Yeah. And the biggest problem, of course, is that they cannot find the animal vectors. They cannot find the yeah. bat or the penguin or the penguin. 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 <laughs> penguin is an animal in...
2: Is it? Yeah, oh. yeah, that's what um, okay. one of the satire... Uh, Piece. Yeah. Uh, what do they call it? Batuda advocate. They called it <laughs> pangolin's kiss. That's what they've uh, nicknamed it. Which I can't find. My, that and um, spicy flu is my favourite.
0: Now the problem is, if China, uh, could, if if it if it was found in China, they would they would they would hoard this thing up because it takes the heat off the lab leak hypothesis. Yeah. But they cannot find, find it. The
1: animal. They've tried to physically infect bats, and it's not yeah. well suited <laughs> yeah. to yeah. the bats. That's
0: what they are doing at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They were testing on bat coronaviruses.
2: So. This Apparently. is interesting for no, me. No, no, this so, is
0: legit. No, this is legit. Oh, this is legit. So, the Wuhan Institute of Virology is well known to be doing gain of function research.
2: Correct. And this is the thing that I think was really, really annoying because I was one of those people that found all of this all these months ago. You're a whack job, conspiracy theorist, blah, blah, blah. And one of the things that I think was the pivotal moment for me where I realized there was something really creepy going on with social yeah. media is I posted a link to the CDC.
0: The CDC, so the, the Centers CDC for Disease data. Controlling Atlanta sen- yeah. in USA, government.
2: Um. Yeah, so their central disease agency, um, which is actually, which most people don't know, privately funded, um, but America. I posted a link saying this is their research at the moment on the IFR and so forth. Facebook fact-checked it mm. and said what? several scientists believe this is incorrect and it's higher. And I went, CDC. what do you mean several scientists? You're not naming any names if we're not listening to the cdc who are we listening to facebook i mean facebook obviously
0: the ministry of truth Um,
2: but no the gain of function thing um you can read the papers online it actually explains Mm. the legal changes that got done in the us the reason why they don't do gain of function the risks associated with gain of function and the ethics around it it's quite interesting um but no all of that was so easy to find online which is one of the reasons it's so frustrating you get this I guess, intellectual laziness from journalists in particular saying, well, that's not true. Do you not know how to use the internet?
0: Gain of function research, in case you didn't know what it is, is what's happening in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It's a uh, scientific process they use all the time. Not all the time. It's quite recent. Where they take a virus and they try and evolve it, develop it, grow it to see what uh, aspects they can gain onto it. They can give it. They can give it new viralities. They can give it new abilities. And the uh, theory behind it is that if we can outrun the natural evolution in nature, we can find out how bad certain virus could get, and then develop prophylactic treatments or uh, vaccines or so on. So that's what they've been doing in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and they've been doing it with bat coronaviruses like it's mm. crazy stuff so gain-of-function research uh is um something that people are not aware of but have become aware of because of this thanks to people like josh rogan josh rogan is an investigative journalist from the washington post who has been chasing down the lab leak hypothesis forever and he you're gonna to have to strap in for some revelations in this three-minute clip he's gonna tell us a little about fauci who is the world's largest head funder of -of gain-of-function research. Mm. Anthony Fauci, the hero of the pandemic. Mm. All right, this is Josh Rogan.
4: I don't blame anyone out there for having this notion that, like, this lab accident theory is kind of a kooky thing that, like, was cooked up by Mike Pompeo or something like that. I get why you think that. But now Trump's not, he's not here anymore, right? We don't have to argue about Trump anymore, hopefully. Ever. Again, right? And we can just look at the piles of circumstantial evidence, and there's a Plenty of circumstantial evidence that it could have come. There's some circumstantial evidence that it could have come from nature. I feel that the lab theory has more compelling circumstantial evidence because, again, they were doing that kind of research. They also, there was a huge cover up, and the virus database went mysteriously offline somehow in December 2019. There's also the evolution of the virus itself, right? That's what Robert, so Robert Redfield, who was the CDC director at the time, a trained virologist, he says, I took a look at this virus and I concluded that it is so. Powerful that it, it must have been evolved in a lab setting, and he pointed to the gain of function research, and they called him a racist and a conspiracy theorist, and all the rest. Yeah. All right. Now, here's the controversial part. the The godfather of that industry, the head of the the of the pyramid, is a guy you may have heard of called Anthony Fauci. I d- I've heard of that guy. Right. Yeah. Do you want to hear more? Yeah. Okay. So Anthony Fauci the hero of the pandemic, is the most important person in the world of gain-of-function research there is. In other words, he is, and not just him, there's Francis Collins at the NIH and some other people, but basically, he he is the one dispersing all of the grants for this. He is the one who pushed to turn it back on after Obama turned it back off. That's a whole other crazy story. He turned it back on without really consulting the White House. That's breaking news. Never been reported. Just broke some news on your show right really? now. Really? Yes. The $200 million program to predict and preempt the pandemic failed to predict and preempt the pandemic. But But it may have also sparked the pandemic. So if you are in the field of virology, there's a 99.99% chance that you're getting money from Anthony Fauci in one way or another. Your grants, your careers, your chairmanships. So there's there's no dissent allowed in that community. I learned a lot about the scientific community. (laughs) <laughs> in the virology No community dissent over the last allowed. Years. So no debate. I talked. I talk to scientists all the time. who say, I, I think this gain of function research is really dangerous. I can't say anything. I'm gonna lose my grant. Jesus. I'm gonna lose my career. This happens to me all the time. And when Robert Robert Redfield spoke up because he's a big macher, and he's a head of the head of the CDC, he said it. It's my opinion that it came from the lab, because he can't declassify a bunch of classified information on CNN. Right. But he's talking about what he knows. Right? It's obvious to everyone who's in the know, that he's seen the intelligence and he's not just talking out of his ass. He's not some Joe Schmo virologist. He was the head of the CDC. He's seen all of the secret, secret stuff, even the stuff I never got a a whiff of. And he he went on TV and said, hey, uh, I think this probably came from the lab. We should probably look at the lab. And he was called a racist and a conspiracy theorist. All I'm saying is that we have to also look into this lab, these labs rather, and that we can't hire – the best friends of the lab to look into the labs because right. they have a clear conflict of interest and they f***ed it up already.
1: Uh, revelations upon revelations. Mm. To be honest, it's it's not entirely surprising. A lot of that, you could get the whiff of it at the start of the pandemic, say January, February last mm. year. But then it, it got was, slammed. It a conspiracy.
0: Well, we Okay, everyone should know the secret, how to judge between the truth and a conspiracy theory. The difference is about six to 12 months.
2: Yeah, I posted that the <sighs> other day. That's right? Because I was one of the people that when this kind of came out, um, I found that, like, the papers and everything else, all of it is really well-documented about what gain-of-function research is, why it's funded, why it's not allowed in America, and the risks associated, the ethics around it. And obviously, one of the biggest risks is... Going mad scientists, accidentally creating something in a lab that escapes, which is ironic mm. right now. So that was that's actually one of the main arguments against gain of function research, which you know I think people can appreciate. Um yeah, playing with fire. Yeah, you are playing with fire. You are trying to intentionally genetically modify yep. something infectious to yep. see what it does. And you can have this altruistic idea of, you know, we're doing it to try and prevent a pandemic or whatever. Mm. But there is always, you know, a balance mm. of that. And in the beginning, when you started talking about these things, like you can find this online. It's mm. there, mm. the words are there, the names are there, the money is there, the reasons why. And we kind of face this I don't know if it's intellectual laziness or just uh, like it's just easier to call it a conspiracy and mm. say it came from a bat. Um, It existed. You can't say that this information is new. Mm. And this was really interesting. Uh, There was a conversation on Twitter about the fact that the information wasn't new, but it depended on who was saying it. Yeah, well,
0: Trump was saying it. Around if it would be
2: discredited or not. Yeah. And so, I mean, how many things did he say that they lambasted him for and then the media did a complete 180?
3: Yeah.
2: And it's, yeah, it is interesting in that regard. Um, When now things are getting taken seriously... And everyone goes, oh yeah, I should have listened to that. Yeah. I mean, if you were playing conspiracy bingo right now, all the things (laughs) twelve eight, you know, twelve plus months ago that people said was going to happen, and everyone's like, no, that's ridiculous. If you were playing bingo right now, I mean, like, conspiracy's winning. Humanity's not.
1: But it's so frustrating that the the collective memory of people seem to be approaching that of goldfish. Goldfish, (laughs) you know, a couple of seconds.
2: Well, our attention span has absolutely plummeted as a species over the last two decades with the introduction of social media and yeah. the amount of pieces of information that we're exposed to a day our we'll, ability to absorb and retain is just
0: yeah, we'll hold them to account there because it's all <laughs> on right so one of our most viral clips was shared uh like three thousand times was ali langdon tearing down craig kelly for talking mm. about professor um whatever that guy is. no talking about uh a guy with ivermectin and whatever
2: yeah professor yeah, Barodi. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, it was another guy who was talking about. Anyway, okay. uh, when when Ali Langdon comes out on the Today Show and says Ivan McTin is all the rage, when she was so viciously partisan to Craig Kelly over it, well, I'm going to put those back to back, and then that's going to go viral. Mm. Uh, but you know, with scanner function research, this guy, this investigative journalist, did suggest an alternative. Instead of spending all of this money creating the core plot of every dystopian sci-fi movie ever made, <laughs> instead of doing that, spend that money on surveillance. So figure out where naturally evolved viruses will pop up mm-hmm. and just spend all this money on testing, surveillance at all these sites but then you instead lose, of making it.
1: Then you lose something and that's, that's what I, where my mind goes, which lose is what? the inevitable flipping of that coin and saying, you've now got a biological war what do you mean? weapon. But bi- when you get a, when you can manufacture, but he's saying don't manufacture. He's saying do. Yeah, that's why health saying. surveillance. But if you were to do that, you lose. Which governments weapon. won't give up the possible weapon because ah, that's two sides of okay, the same okay. coin. That's there, good. we're doing research to preempt nature or evolution. We're front running evolution to create a biological weapon. Okay. And so no one wants to say that; they say the other thing. Okay. So. Why aren't they doing something more logical? You saw this during the um, the research uh, on nuclear power and nuclear energy and, yeah. and uranium. There was the double-edged sword of the way that they were doing it. They were researching how to make a nuclear weapon at the same time they were researching how to create nuclear power. Oh. And it seems, uh, for me at least, it's hard not to go there in my mind and say a- they might be doing something similar.
0: Hint is a parallel going on?
2: I mean, it would if you're gonna spend hundreds of millions of dollars on research, why would you not, or anyone, not go, where can this research get applied? A lot of the inventions in history- Military. Well, uh, Velcro was an accident, for example. Mm. Oh, yeah. Things, A lot of things have been invented where you're trying to do one thing and someone's gone, how can this be applied elsewhere? Right. And it becomes actually applied elsewhere. Mm. Okay. And that in and of itself, I think, conceptually isn't unusual in how uh, history is run. And it it kind of makes sense. If you're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on research, you're not going to say, hey, we were trying to find this and ignore Mm. everything else. If you're going to spend that and go, well, it could have this application.
1: But I think the thing is that gain-of-function research was outlawed Mm. in America. Obama outlawed it. But yet they didn't out... Like, it's almost like, uh, well, we can't do it, but we can fund... Chinese centres to do it.
2: literally exactly what
1: that's, happened. That's wh- why Wuhan's been getting money from America to exactly. do it to yeah. again. So I mean,
2: America wanted to retain that research, but yeah. when they couldn't do it themselves, they just paid someone else to do it.
1: And that's what I mean. Like, the globalisation of, uh, I'll call it science or medical research, actually means there is no oversight. There can't mm. be. Well, didn't Senator Rand Paul try and change this recently? Yes. For America...
2: You can only legislate for your own,
1: and it's only about money. So what? Did... It doesn't stop anyone doing unethical research in countries that don't really care. Mm. Mm. So what did Rand Paul? I'm setting you up to take. us I know Rand you're Paul. setting me up. I was just letting <laughs> you sweat. Yeah. Um, so basically, in America, recently Rand Paul has been campaigning to make an amendment to legislation in America to ban America funding any. Um, Gain-of-function research. Including like, through, like Wuhan or whatever. Including through Wuhan. And he also outs a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, about the, um, the pandemic and the, the infections and the masks and all these other stuff. And I just want to show this because we've talked a lot today about um, the untrustworthiness of the information you're getting and including the untrustworthiness of the politicians. Mm-hmm. But in places like America, you are seeing politicians that are bucking the trend. Mm-hmm. I want to put on the table that I see Rand Paul as the better Trump, the better candidate to lead the Ameri- the, the US. Because in my, I, he nearly got killed from being beat up and he constantly gets uh, the left tweeting about him to attack him and his family.
2: Mm.
1: I mean, anyone that the left hates that much, I want to support.
2: The tolerant left.
1: Because that's the thing. I mean, you know, and when we're talking about woke, we're not talking about sort of traditional lefties. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Because,
2: no offence, not all lefties are like that.
1: Exactly. Not all lefties are woke. Absolutely. Um, But when the devil is... (laughs) hating on someone, you know they can't be doing anything that bad. Because it's the devil. Because it's the devil, right? And so I like like Rand Paul, and I want to show you this clip from I think yesterday or the day before.
5: Senator you introduced an amendment uh, that would ban the funding
1: of uh, gain of function research in China. Uh, you've also had that vibrant exchange with Dr. Fauci about this a couple of weeks ago uh, where he told you that NIH has never does not now fund gain of function research in the Wuhan Institute of Viro- Virology, excuse me.
5: So did Dr. Fauci, do you believe he perjured himself in front of Congress on this issue? If so, why? absolutely he lied to the american people there was a gain-of-function research going on with this dr Shi zengali at the wuhan institute in her paper she actually thanks dr fauci and the niaid which is a part of nih that uh, dr fauci runs it's listed at the end of the paper this paper was funded by nia niaid research and it lists a 10-digit number that identifies the research money that she got from the United States. Was it gain of function? Well, it took a SARS virus, which is a coronavirus that's 15 times more deadly than COVID, and it added to it S protein, which is something on the surface of it, to make it more easily infectious to human epithelial cells for the respiratory tract. That to me is gain of function. We have at least one scientist from Rutgers and another scientist from MIT who looked at this paper and say, it is gain of function. And she says she did it with an NIH fund. Dr. Fauci says, no, I think he needs to be quizzed. But he goes on these shows and they all yuck it up and laugh and laugh about how everybody's a conspiracy theory. But nobody asks him any tough questions because the left is so enthralled with all his dictates and he's become sort of this... Uh, glorious purveyor of truth for the left, right. that nobody asks him any tough questions. The tide is turning. You're now seeing liberal networks today talking about the possibility that this virus came out of a lab. You had the Wall Street Journal publish this week that three lab workers were in the hospital in November with a COVID-like infection. So the dam's about to burst. And I think one reason Dr. Fauci is so sensitive about this subject is He's not going to be escape, able to escape that the NIH gave this lab money, but now it looks like there's more and more evidence that it came from the lab. Yeah. This is going to be a bad day for Dr. Fauci when it comes out that the virus came from the lab. We don't know yet, but if it turns out it came from the lab and we know it was funded by the NIH, yeah. this is a bad day for Dr. Fauci. I've got about 20 or 25 seconds left, Are you, but you're saying you believe he did lie to Congress, that he perjured himself, and what should the repercussions be then? He ought to be immediately fired. He's been lying to us since the very beginning. He first said no masks work, which wasn't true. Yeah. Then he said all masks work, and that wasn't true either. The N95 masks work, the rest of them don't. But he's been dishonest from the very beginning. He does it, he's so-called with good intentions, noble lies, but he has been dishonest and he should be dismissed.
0: Plato's no- noble lies. Have you heard that? You yeah. would be familiar. Yeah. With that. I think it's Plato. No. Lying The is, Republic. They, they, I don't know where it's from, but which work it was from of Plato's, but it could be... Uh, it's um, the idea that some lies are done for noble purposes.
2: Oh, yeah. oh no.
0: Noble lies.
2: Foucher's a vile little farmer rodent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't kill him again. What have you done? Well, this well, I'm is... just barely holding it together.
2: <laughs> no, he's absolutely full of it. Uh, all this gain-of-function stuff and all the paperwork was all online. He has changed positions so many times and it is worth mentioning that the gentleman who invented the PCR test, the Nobel Prize winner, went to his grave quite recently Mm. uh, fighting with Fauci for years very, very, very publicly claiming he was misusing the test Mm -hmm. and he had used it inappropriately because obviously the inventor of the PCR test and this is not a conspiracy theory, use Google for 10 seconds, it's not hard to find. He <coughs> said it is not actually designed to be used <coughs> exclusively Sorry. for disease diagnosis. <coughs> Speaking of disease diagnosis, just... Disease so. <laughs> diagnosis.
0: How contextual that here we are talking about the Wuhan China
2: yeah.
1: See, what I want people to do with that video, though, mm. is to... Okay, something is going on in America with Fauci and
2: what he said about
1: the masks and all that other stuff. These have flow-on effects to Victoria. Mm. When people do research, proper good research, and when people are attacking lies and other things like that and pushing back against the liberal system, um, it has flow-on effects for us here. No-one is really doing it here. I mean, there are, there are uh, various people that are trying to um, get the truth out in Australia, let's say, like us and you and lots of other people.
2: And the Doctor Network.
1: But in America, it's at a very high level that has access to very good information. And these are people that not, they don't make up stories. They, they provide evidence. And that's what we need. We need evidence and we need to stop reacting to when someone calls us a conspiracy theorist or something like that. Like a friend of mine has this uh, phrase, your failure to be informed does not make me crazy.
0: You said that to me when we first met.
2: I
1: really like that. Were you one of our first episodes?
0: Oh, did you you accuse me of that by implication, but you were. You <laughs> were oh, <correct>. Sorry,
1: my <laughs> in- relationship has come a long way. It has come a long
0: <laughs> way. No, because I was inferring that you were peddling a crazy, crazy idea, and, yeah. and, and rather than just defend your idea, you said your failure, Matt, to not calling, be informed. Yeah. yeah,
1: calling someone a conspiracy theorist is is a complete ab- abrogation, or I can't remember the right word. My head's a bit foggy, but it's completely ignoring the fact that. You have you need evidence to make that claim.
0: I'm just very, very skeptical because there's so much rubbish going
1: around. Totally. Um, Be skeptical. Hundred percent. Be skeptical in a in a way that is Evidence-based.
2: Or at least open-minded. And I think that this is something that... I mean, I get sent things all the time. Um, and I find it really interesting because obviously I don't talk about certain things and th- people are sort of take the impression that I don't know about them. Um, I really enjoy hearing everything. Like, all the different theories, everything else. I think to dismiss anything as just a conspiracy theory, there is always a grain of something in there, even if it was how it started, that has a basis in reality or has a basis in fact... Um, even if no matter how wacky the conspiracy somewhere within there is a genuine concern that had a basis in something that may have gotten lost in that. But the ability to just not be so uptight mm. and go, that can't be right. This mm. is science. It goes, why can't you just say, what does this say? What does this say? What does this say? And have a more broad minded view and assess things a little bit more open-mindedly than saying, well, that's not what everyone else says, so that can't Mm. be right. I'm really sorry. We don't have a great track record with being right the first time for Mm. most, a a lot of things. Yeah,
1: but that's the great thing about doing different things, Mm. having different people react differently. If you look at the reaction to COVID in the world, as soon as, I think Victoria was the first one. No, you said Italy was the first one to do. Well, Wuhan was. And then well, Italy, when, when Victoria and then... did it, it was almost like the UK saw that and goes, oh, that's a good idea. Correct. Canada saw yeah. it and go, oh, that's what we should do.
2: And this is what I was talking about policy before. This mm. is how policy works. They look at what other people have done yeah, politically and apply it. Mm. It has nothing to do with the fact of science because no one anywhere got advised to actually do that exactly. on by scientists. And
1: a more scientific approach is to, coordinate. if you're going to coordinate, coordinate and say, you do this you do this different thing and we'll do this and we'll see which one works the best. Mm -hmm. That is far more scientific than for everyone to say, lockdown, lockdown again, lockdown a third time, one case, lockdown. Because
2: it works every time.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Good segment, guys. All right, Uh,
0: it's not just Trump now saying the Wuhan virus. It's, um, it's, It's not only me either. It's flipping Wall Street Journal's about to say it. Mm. Um, CNN are about to say it, uh, that's going to be hilarious, when they all start using Trump lines.
2: I can't wait for another six months and see what else is in a conspiracy theory anymore. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Hello, I'm Damian Curry from The Other Side, Australia. Are you finding it hard to keep up with the craziness of politics and media goings on in Australia and the world? Well, in just one hour a week or less, we'll bring you a summary of everything you need to know without the woke identity politics overlay.
5: Don't you need to pull your head in.
1: We'll call out the BS of the mainstream media so you can see through the left-wing spin. And we'll lay a different spin on things. A liberal centre-right, individual responsibility, freedom-loving, free markets and free people perspective spin without lying to you that we are somehow all neutral.
5: You need to be quiet.
1: So, if you want to get the other side of the story, join me every week here on the discernible platform for The Other Side Australia the show that talks back to the endless complaining and jabbering of the Aussie elites.
2: The media is a magnifying glass. You have a whole picture Mm. and this is it. And if you look into videos on Mockingbird and the theory behind that, there are some fantastic videos that actually demonstrate when the media does this. And we have seen this in Australia. We have seen this overseas. There was a hospital uh, in the US that got outed as faking lines at a hospital I think it was Cherrywood or something yeah. where they actually used staff in the hospital Why put them in masks or whatever you... and put them in the line to get, mm. get tested so it looked like there were people this, yeah, this is an old
1: technique though oh yeah they were doing this with um, past Israeli-Palestinian conflict oh yeah film. all the time yeah, all yeah. The time. They were mainly on the
0: Hamas side right we saw that in this so last so conflict one
1: they of they the ones that I saw that I can't see it wasn't for this one it was for like you know 12 years ago yeah um it was a Islamic Palestinian woman h- cowering behind a, a wall uh, with her child, and there were bullet marks kicking up dust on the on the wall yeah. as if they were shooting at her. Yeah. And the um, the film was was outed as being faked that it wasn't the bullets actually weren't hitting mm. the wall; they were yeah. just cowering behind the wall. Yeah. And so this, this technique of, um, you know, making the news, essentially, is is very old. Like, I'll give you a really quick anecdote. I was sitting, I won't tell you where I used to work or where I still kind of work because I'm not allowed. But um, I was sitting and there was a, a, a group of people who were obviously protesters and um, maybe 20 people, right? There was a camera person there and there was a, uh, a reporter. And I was just sitting there watching them. And there was some industrial action going on with, uh, this is during Naphthine, mm. and industrial action going on for, for uh, disability services and hospitals and all that sort of stuff. And um, everybody was sitting around, everybody was talking, the, the reporter was talking to the leader of the protest. You know, I want to reiterate, not many people, and it was almost like they said, all right, it's time. And everybody sort of came together and I heard the reporter say, now make a lot of noise. And the it reporter was very, said that. The reporter mm-hmm. said that. And the camera was a short lens camera. So it looked, big. looked like there was lots of people there when there was only about, I think I counted 20. And <laughs> um, the bit went for less than a minute. And after the camera went uh, dark, she goes, okay, that's good. Everybody went home. No way. They rocked up for it. What, and then they went a home. journalist? Um, a news reporter? It's probably best if I don't say any names or channels. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but from yeah.
0: a mainstream yeah, yeah. news source. Oh. So this is not a union member whipping up the crowd. This no, is no. a reporter. This was the a reporter an, telling journalist. them
1: how to make the best show to see that everybody... And this is not recent. This was when Napthine was Ten in government. Ago. And
0: this is not some tiny little you know, rebel news. This is like one of the majors... Yeah. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. Well,
2: what happened with um, the protest at Victoria Markets? What the media... I was there. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was buying lobster. Oh, well, that's not what you want to get. Got a bit more than you bargained for. I
0: got to meet the marshmallow man. Was that when it was the 20 bucks a kilo? Man. No, this is before. This is in the depth of the lockdown. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was there. What happened? I can tell you so what happened.
2: So, there was footage of a woman with a child... Yeah. ...who was extremely distressed. Yeah. Now, the full clip shows her distress was how the police were behaving yes. which was absolutely horrific. Yeah. She said there is Why no universe there is no universe where that is considered a proportional response in a democratic mm. society. That yeah. was disgusting. Mm. But her response was to the police, mm. but they snipped her to make it sound like it was the in protesters. response to the protesters and this is what keeps happening. And like you're seeing this now. Media, government, protests about one thing are fine. Mm-hmm. They get mil- you know tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Protests on other things, not fine. Heavy police presence. There was only a few hundred people there, and you yeah. look at footage and you're going, like, you, like there's thousand. only so much you can mm-hmm. cut. Like, that's not a few hundred people. Yeah. You you've got some counting problems. We have seen that, and the one that my favorite one so far. And this was this went viral, and it's been ripped off YouTube. Everything else, it still exists. Um, is when multiple news agencies were using the same footage from Italy claiming they were different cities around Australia. the world and they used it here and claimed it was Melbourne oh, during the lockdown. Of, scene.
0: of, an Ital- of a medical So footage. it was the
2: same panning footage of a medical, a medical centre ward, in, yeah. in Italy yeah. mm. and they used it in the US and they used it in Australia mm. claiming in a piece yeah. Where it was about hospitals being overwhelmed, so there wasn't <laughs> any direct words said that this was mm-hmm. Melbourne, but Strong it was implication. the the story itself was about the hospital being overwhelmed. Um, you know, they do that panning shot now. All public, all data about hospitalizations and so on and so forth were made public. public yeah. At the time, there was about 100 people in hospital. And I was like, if we can't handle 100 people, we have much bigger issues, mm. which obviously now we found out we can't handle 100 people. We have much bigger issues. And thank you, Dan. You've only had over a decade to fix this. Yeah. But, you know, that choice in what they do, Friendly Geordie's now, he goes, they take this magnifying glass mm. and they pick this one thing and ignore the rest depending on how it suits. And I haven't spoken about this as much, but I think it's, it's going to become more important to understand how we cyclically got to where we are. Mm-hmm. So you've got the media and you've got the public and you've got politicians. And it's this horrible little self-fulfilling hamster wheel mm-hmm. where at this point the hamster's dead and the wheel's still spinning. <laughs>
0: That's so true. The hamster's <laughs> dead. Is that your line or Geordie's?
2: No, it's mine. The hamster's dead and the wheel sti- still spinning. The hamster's dead and spinning. the wheel's still spinning. So you get the media so showing ridiculous propaganda, like people dropping dead in mm. the streets. Mm. They make up fake news, like, for example, the mass graves in America for mm-hmm. Heart Island. Mm-hmm. That is actually an assigned mass grave site mm-hmm. for unclaimed bodies. Mm. Changes in protocol for uh, freeing up hospital space was to reduce hold time from four weeks to two weeks. Mm. Therefore, they had an influx of bodies. Mm. But the news were genuinely reporting this. COVID 19 as saying there are so many excess deaths that having to build mass graves. Now, this is a blatant lie. Mm. There was never any data to indicate this. All you had to do was look up, like, the actual site. It was in other news sources that this is what had happened. Um, And it was like, this is a lie, and this is feeding that fear. So you've got Mm. the media who, at the end of the day, in a social media age, it's about clicks. It is competitive. You know, we have news agencies building ai algorithms to Mm. auto make news it's all about i used to sell that yep all about how fast and how many clicks you can get so you have this you have the public which now are more interconnected than ever we are fed information we are probably one of the laziest generations to ever exist and so but we have enough overlap in our parental generation of previously trusting news sources that i think that some of that is still kind of there the younger generations are much better at Mining through mm. the internet and teaching themselves, mm. but you have this belief that you know if it's on the news, it must be
1: real. Yeah, I was extent. talking with yeah. this. I was talking about this with Damien Curry, how the people who grew up in the eighties and nineties um, really had a, a large dependence on the news mm. um, for where they get their information, whether it be newspaper or TV. And then there was a shift as the technology started to explode and the way that you accessed information mm-hmm. changed there was uh, a couple of generations in between that are just lost generations, so to speak, Mm. where they're, they're, they're orphaned. And, um, then you're getting the the younger generation that know and has grown up implicitly knowing that the media is not necessarily telling you the truth. Mm.
2: And you can find the information for yourself. Exactly. And so that's kind of a weird cycle here with people. And then you've got politics and politics has changed enormously and it becomes this thing. So you've got politics, you've got the media and you've got people. Now, Politics is populist, all the media cares about is clicks, and people have fed information. When that becomes a self-fulfilling cycle of fear, and the only things that influence politics now are popularity Mm. and the media, and nothing more so than bad media. So if the media is spinning a fear story and the population is scared, politicians respond to that. Facts don't matter. Mm. The media are taking a magnifying glass, the public are panicking... And there is a huge portion of the public that get their information from the media. And then politics are reacting to that and are too scared because they're so ingrained in their legacy and wanting their careers to actually say, that's not right. That's ridiculous. And we've seen Gladys speak up a little bit and actually break ranks and say, what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. Uh, Why would we do that? You don't need to lock down. We need to care about our citizens. And so she's really broken rank a little bit with that hamster cycle populist mentality Mm. that where you get and you see it predominantly amongst the left-leaning politicians like let's be realistic where when you lean towards socialism and government really being integrated in people's lives there seems to be a lot of overlap with that
1: you could bring up uh scomo essentially brokering a deal between Facebook and mass media in Australia. Mm. And I've said um, to a couple of people that it reminds me of the two big-to-fail banks in America during the GFC. It's the same It's thing. almost like, you know, media is sort of too useful to fail in too, Australia. Too useful. That's mm. a dark thing to say. Because now they have something to hold over media. So I mm. see media not necessarily as keeping the government accountable, <laughs> as it used to be, not
0: at all. Um,
1: but really becoming the propaganda machine of the future governments of Australia.
0: You yeah. know, we are often accused as independent independent media of being not real
1: or not as real as the mainstream. I, I could definitely say... Sorry, yeah. I was interrupting, but I could definitely say that we might not be as informed, let's say. We don't have necessarily the resources mm. big media have, but we're definitely real. Mm. You know, you know that. Yeah,
0: But in fact, now we're all finding out through Project Veritas and what you're talking about that Mm -hmm. the mainstream media, in fact, is uh, Emperor Has No Clothes. They, in fact, are the fake ones. Mm. Have you heard of the Sinclair controversy? No. The Sinclair controversy was... uh, There was an editor in Florida who edited together... His name is Timothy Burke. He edited together 173 local... No, sorry. The Sinclair group is a group of 173 local TV stations covering 43% of America. He edited together a number of their broadcasts to highlight how it doesn't matter what city you're in, they're all saying and planting and spinning the same rhetoric.
2: Is that the risk to our democracy, the creepy We're going to watch it. Oh, gosh, it. okay.
0: So if you haven't seen this, this is... Uh, what the mainstream media don't want you to see. They want you to think that they are the real news and we're not, and they're presenting you with facts and they present it in such an authoritative way. But when you see behind the curtain, you will see that they are in fact just puppets on a string.
5: but we, we are concerned about the trouble and trying to responsible one-sided news stories plaguing our country. country plaguing our country the sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media more alarming some media outlets publish these same fake stories Without checking facts first, the sharing of biased and false, false news has become, become all too, too common, common on, on, social, social, media. Media. More More on media. social media. More, More alarming some media outlets. The politics, that simply are true without checking facts, facts first. first. Unfortunately, Unfortunately some, some members of the media use their, their platforms to push, push their, 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 their own personal, own personal bias, bias and agenda, agenda to control exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
1: This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. That sounds extremely dangerous to our democracy. How dare (laughs) you? So what's scary about this is this
0: particular clip that was put together was all about the fake news. Mm. Mm. They were going on about how fake news is dangerous to democracy. So let me give you a hint. The people you trust telling you the news...
2: I think the other thing that's really creepy about that is people will trust that news source and that news source is telling them not to trust other news sources.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a cult.
2: It is very culty. That was definitely very culty. That was creepy.
0: If you want to find out more about this Sinclair controversy, there's a, I'll put a link down below. By Al Jazeera did an eight-minute documentary type of thing explaining how this happened, why this happened, and all about Sinclair. Hey, uh, good show. We covered a lot.
2: We did. Mm. We did. Mm. And uh, now we get to spend the next... (laughs) There's only four cases today, so let's see how long the lockdown lasts.
0: They're going to argue that the lockdown worked, aren't they?
2: Less than 24 hours, new record. Mm. And I posted about this. Snap lockdown for retrospective contact tracing. People keep thinking it works. And the lack of thought process is kind of concerning.
0: It's a 14-day incubation period, and there was an epidemiologist interviewed by 10 News First I saw last night who said what must happen now, what will happen, is cases will, scientifically speaking, cases will do that. It will go up a bit, so don't worry everyone because the next three days they'll peak and then they'll come down. The fact that they're not
1: mm,
2: goes
0: directly against what this epidemiologist was saying.
2: So I just retweeted a... um data set from someone who was sort of following all of this and they said you've basically announced a lockdown at the peak and This is exactly what's happened at every single other snap lockdown in the country Mm. All the cases have started to either decline or disappear within 24 to 48 hours of the lockdown happening now You can turn around and say the incubation period changed down to say four days five days. There is no logical universe you should see the impact of a restriction in the first 48 hours. Yeah. And if you do, that restriction was entirely unnecessary. It's
1: performative.
2: And it is entirely performative. Mm. And people should be angry about this. Yeah. Because it means that they're not...
1: people... Sorry.
2: No, no. Well, it means that they're not actually being responsible. They didn't have the right data to prove that it yeah. was out of control. Again, this is all linked. Yeah. And so... It's ridiculous. Like that ABC thing we were looking at before. Oh, you can see why they made this decision. Absolutely not. You're shocked. No.
1: Opposite. And that's the thing. Like, people don't understand that the numbers are a lagging indicator. Mm. Yes. And so when you have the number as in like, oh, my goodness, there's 15 infections. We have to go snap lockdown. That 15 infections is three days old, Mm. at least. At least.
0: Well, controversial opinion. If you are pro-lockdown and you want to squash what's going on with the lockdown, it should have been a lockdown a week ago, Mm. a week and a half ago, which means we just need a lockdown permanently. That's the the
1: logic (laughs) behind this. Don't give them ideas. So what
2: sort
1: of lockdown? I mean, when I I look at what's going on in the world, the trends that are going on in the world, I see people wanting to get rid of cars and commuting.
0: Yeah, that's true. People
1: wanting to get rid of uh, cash transactions, Um, people wanting to restrict people's movements to locally, moving people into cities, out of rural, into cities. And so when I look at the lockdowns, I can't help but think there seems to be a bigger agenda here. And I think that if we can step back a little bit, like I said, I think last week, if we can step back from this onslaught of just ridiculous information that doesn't make any sense and have a more uh, broader perspective, get a bigger picture, maybe we can front-run some of these things that are happening Mm. and not... Be so...
2: Reactive. Reactive, exactly. So, the one thing I will challenge you on that is the lockdowns in Melbourne have meant that we've actually had more people leave the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More people have actually dispersed and mm-hmm. they're having to talk about initiatives to get people to go back to the city because mm-hmm. the city is now dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, I think that there is different elements of that but I do understand what you mean. I think it's The inability to not get emotionally caught up in a situation, like if you sit there and you watch the news and you watch these programs, you kind of begin to understand where this mentality comes from in people because it is horrific. Mm. You would think the world was ending. You Mm. would think there was a plague, which can I just have a moment? The plague is bacterial. This is viral for the love of... Just stop stop saying that that reference. It drives me insane. Mm. If you're going to bang on about following the science, at least get a basic comprehension of what you're talking about mm. and
0: it's not even the spanish flu though which was viral it's not even
2: that it's just but and this is the thing all these lies once in a hundred year pandemic it's not that's a lie there's actually been at least two others where millions of people died and ironically the boomers screaming at people lived through both of them mm. and didn't notice because clearly they would otherwise say hey i remember this pandemic so there was the hong kong flu uh and the asian flu pandemic which like there's a thing that's not great.
1: Australia's been pretty lucky because, you know, we've missed out on a lot of the things that other multi-country continents have to deal with. Mm. And so I feel like Australia is in a position where it's a lot harder to hide the uh, the um, manufacturedness of the, of the crisis.
2: Well, yeah, we're such a young country in terms of from when we got a, what are we going to call it, colonised? Founded?
1: Invaded, or, apparently, we, we're supposed to yeah, say. Yeah. Supposed when we became great.
0: Wow, racist. Sorry.
2: Yeah. So we're actually one of the oldest civilizations on the planet with our indigenous heritage. Mm. However, we unfortunately ignore a significant amount of that, which I am against, because it's such a waste of such beautiful culture.
0: But scientifically speaking, Josh is correct. Living everything standard since the invasion, have yeah. skyrocketed, skyrocketed in this country.
1: I mean, yes. Life here is amazing. There were some we really have... horrible situations and things happened, but at the Doesn't same time... Doesn't mean the truth is... W- w- but w- we, truth. we also That seen... happens in lots of different circumstances, not only in Australia, but other circumstances that have nothing to do with England.
2: But this is the thing. We live in a country that is cushy. Mm-hmm. A lot of our population is disparate. So a lot of people who do quite well never see what it looks like for people to not do well. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that having lived, I lived in the UK for a period of time and everything's a lot denser. Mm. You will absolutely transition through mm. areas that you will go from massive amounts of wealth to massive amounts of poverty. Quickly. Very, very quickly. Mm. Yeah. And you don't have that here. You don't have that. No. We are such a spoiled country.
1: I get the feeling though th- Victoria is becoming the new California. It totally
0: is. We said that last week, didn't we?
1: In
2: what regard?
1: In the regard of the divide between rich and poor is getting to the point where it feels like Victoria are like, we're going to so gut the middle class Mm. that you're either going to be in poverty unless you can find some way to climb out. Yeah, Yeah, In the name of trying to bring equality, though, they're causing inequality. Exactly. I, think. I mean, this is the... Isn't
2: the, that historically how it normally goes? Yeah, exactly.
0: Laughing <laughs> the. <laughs> so what are you going to... Uh, we're in lockdown mm. here in Canada, in Canada and here in in, in Melbourne and Australia, right? Mm. So I, want, I just want to have a shout out. It's not just us. It's Canadians are under some intense lockdowns over there as well, where they have underground churches operating now. Unbelievable. Mm. Uh, Can I give a shout out to Canadians as well? Yeah, well, hang on. Free yeah. Palestine protests went ahead in Calgary. No problem. The police uh,
5: enabled
0: oh, really? it. Yep, in Calgary. Mm. Uh, Calgary police enabled it in the same place, they're locked up a pastor.
2: Mm, uh-huh. yeah, I think and any lockdown oh, protesters get arrested too, don't they? Yeah. yeah. It's um, so, It's interesting.
1: What are you going to say about Canada? So I just want to shout out to Canadians who are watching that I'm feeling your pain with oh. the C10 bill, with uh, the border closures and the stuff that's happening. I follow a, a PM, um, an MP in, uh, in Canada and I really honestly believe you guys have it worse than us in Victoria. Absolutely.
0: And the UK is coming out of their lockdown soon. So whether you're watching from the UK, watching from Canada, or here in Victoria... Uh, Yeah, we're with you, and uh, we've only got six days to go, guys.
2: Well, we'll see. If they keep dropping, I think they might be under pressure to do it, because they're also not compensating anyone. So
0: they might release early, after three days. Well,
2: Sutton apparently said, oh, there's no way it'll be less than seven days, and I'm like, well, you've been wrong about a lot of things, so. They'll
0: probably, if it keeps going four cases, three cases like it is, they'll release us after a few days. Tuesday. And they'll say they won. Tuesday. Are we putting
2: money on Tuesday, are we?
0: I'm going to put a dollar on Tuesday. Alright, thank you for both of you for coming in for today's show. Next week we have Joel Kleber, the host of the Lived Experience podcast, which would be good because he talks a lot about mental health. Uh, he uh, interviews people who have gone through their own issues and stuff. So see you next week and uh parting message, I think we've done our parting messages, stay sane. Stay sane.
2: Don't get I sick. Think s- stay sane, I'm going to use that.
1: Stay sane. Yeah. Good, good luck. <laughs> I say, woohoo!
0: I stand with Dan. Is it a catchphrase? Dan's yeah. coming back soon. Maybe Everyone that's enjoys. not the
2: expression you want
0: to... Is that the one you... Is that the... What, well, I stand with Dan? No, the, hand, say... the hand
2: expression you just chose oh, to yeah. use. Is that really uh, Don't what? use that one either. <laughs> what am
0: I allowed to do? This <laughs> one. You're allowed
1: to do spray fingers. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Oh, yeah. You can do happy hands. Happy hands. Happy
0: hands. Oh, so hard. It's All so right. hard.